All right, good afternoon, everyone. We are live here on Tuesday, November 2nd. I'm Adam Martin, that is Big Marcel. This is the MMA OB Daily Podcast, and we're happy to be here with you guys. We're previewing UFC 268. Really looking forward to talking about this card with you, Marcel. I think there's, I wanna say 14 fights right now, so really good card. Um, we also have Dane Weiss Contender Series tonight as well. We'll talk about that briefly at the end of the show, as well as a Bellator 270. Um, there's that card as well, but the bulk of the show, of course, will take place with us talking about UFC 268. Before we get into it, Marcel, I just wanted to say, how's it going, man? How's everything with you? How are you? Yeah, man, all good. Been kind of a busy day, but yeah, man, all, all good. Um, happy to talk to you, talk some UFC, talk some Dana White Container Series. So uh, yeah, all good, man. How about you? I'm good, man. Just busy and, and excited to be here. Glad to be here again talking about the fights. So, I mean, might as well just get into them, Marcel, because we do have 14 fights. We have an hour here, so let's just get into them, guys. Mm -hmm. And some more people join, they can join the chat. So, we'll, again, as every week, we use the UFC dot, uh, the UFCstats.com listing. That is the official listing for the fights. So, the first fight on the card, Flyway Boat, CJ Vergara against Ode Osborne. Odds right now, Marcel. Ode Osborne minus one seventy, CJ Vergara plus one fifty. What do you think? Yeah, flyweight fight, man. I think CJ Vergara looked amazing in his fight against uh, against the Bruno Correa in the contender series, where we stopped him within like within a minute, I think. Um, for that win against Jacob Silva and Fury FC, which was a championship fight. Um, He's been there a champion for some time. I mean, I, I really like CJ Fergara. I think he's a great, a great prospect, you know, coming in the UFC in his debut, fighting Ode Osborne. Osborne, as we all know, also came Friday the Contender Series, then lost to Brian Callagher. Got a great win uh, against uh, Jerome Rivera, a knockout win. After that, uh, got uh, got flying knee by Manuel Cap last time out. In a fight, he didn't do bad until then, you know, but he got knee and he got knocked out. So it's like... For me, it's, it's kind of a hard, hard fight because I think Ode Osborne is very talented, but I also see the talent in CJ Vergara, and I'm really impressed with the way he has finished his opponents last, uh, his last opponents. You know, so for me, it's like I'm, I'm going with the underdog here, man. I think CJ Vergara gets it done. You know, I'm going with Vergara TKO in the second round. Bro, I'm glad you said that. We're on the same page with this one, Marcel. Let's start the card off with an underdog, unanimous dog here with CJ Vergara. <laughs> I don't understand these odds, guys. I don't get it. Why is why is he the underdog? He's won six straight fight, five straight fights by knockout. Been destroying everyone in his path. I understand that Osborne's a kind of a step up, but not really. It's not like this guy's been doing that great in the UFC, Marcel. I just don't believe in Ode Osborne anymore, Marcel. You know, there was a time where I did really like him because obviously he's a huge flyweight, uh, long reach and everything. But and he's a talented guy. He's got to be grounding and everything. But I just I look at the guy and he's been finished twice in the UFC now, Marcel. Two times he's been finished in three fights, and the only win is against Rivera, who is 0-4 in the UFC. The, I think yeah. UFC is basically like replacing him on the roster with Vergara. I think that's what's going on here, Marcel. I think Vergara goes in there and knocks him out. I really like CJ Vergara in this fight. Um, so I'm 100% with you. You know, I liked him in the contender series. I like him here. I, I, I think he probably knocks him out, Marcel. I'm looking at the odds on inside the distance is plus 180, 280, excuse me. So I think that's very possible. You know, I hope I don't, I'm not completely overlooking O'Day after that last fight, but I was on him and I was not impressed, man, with the way he looked, and I don't trust him anymore. I'm going with CJ Vergara, Marcel. I, I, I like him. I mean, I at least maybe get to Daniel what he said. He says watching tape of Vergara's technique. I mean, there's really not that much tape, Daniel. To be fair, like even O'Day said that himself too. By the way, so we all saw this. There's only a few fights of him on YouTube and on the one on Fight like the Contender Series. I think there's a, some Fury stuff. Like Mike Jackson, the UFC fighter, he has some videos on on YouTube. 
I don't know, man. I mean, the guy looked pretty good to me. He's got five straight knockouts. Like, uh, he's wild, sure, but it, it's pretty effective. Oh, yeah, Osborne. I, I don't know, Marcel. I, I don't trust this guy, man. He, and it got good opponents pardon? as well. So It got good opponents as well for Gara. Bruno Korea is a decent opponent. Jake, Jacob Silva is a really good opponent. Like, I mean, he yeah. doesn't have a good record, but he's good. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we're wrong about this for Marcel, but I, I think the odds should be flipped. I don't get it. Dale says larger cage too. Oh, they can circle it off with this rudimentary footwork. Yeah, the, the the larger cage is definitely something we have to talk about today, and we will because it, it changes fights. It really does. But I don't know, man. I like Vargara, Marcel. He's on a roll. For me, the sport, a lot of it's momentum. You have a guy coming off five straight knockout wins against a guy who just got knocked out uh, and who's really not great. It's nine and four against nine two and one. Why is the nine four guy such a big favorite? Tell me, Marcel. Why is he? Why is he a favorite here? At minus one seventy. I'm just scratching my head. I was really surprised when the odds came out. This one surprised me, guys. I don't get it. I'm mm -hmm. going with Cesar Vergara. So, yeah, you guys can see what we like there. Um, let's go to the next fight here. Melsic Bogdasarian against Bruno Souza. Did you break this fight, Marcel? I think you broke this one. Did you? Or Yes, I or did. the next one? You did, I yeah. Did there the you go. Mr. Marcel breaking <laughs> the fights. <laughs> so, let's talk about this yeah. one. The odds minus 300, minus 300 on Melsic plus 250 on Bruno. Go ahead. Yeah, man, Melsic coming off that great uh, debut against Colin Anglin, Colin Anglin, right, where we uh, stopped him in the second round. Uh, before that, had that uh, contender series fight against Dennis Buzokia, who was uh, the current, I think, the current Ring of Combat champion. Um, that that was a was a fun fight, you know. I think both guys did very well in that fight, but uh, Melsic was uh, very heavily gassing in that one, and. Um, Dana said he got he, he, they would book him in the again on the contender series, but that didn't happen. He got a contract against that later, and uh, he, he won his UFC debut. Um, he, he's a very good kickboxer, you know, very good standing striker. Um, what I saw so far, you know, because both of his fights are very short, you know, so it, it, it's it's hard to say. If you look at Bruno Sosa, he's the LFA champion. Uh, one against uh, Javier Garcia, that was in uh, earlier this year, uh, a few months ago. Um, I remember him fighting Elijah, Elijah Johns, which is the younger brother of Miles Johns. So it was a split decision win. I think was very close fight. Um, overall, I mean, I saw him and LFA, but I do I can't recall all of his fights. You know, I also know he had a very he had a split decision win over Camuela Kirk. Who recently won his UFC debut against Macron Americani? I mean, I think the longer this fight goes, the more it favors Bruno Souza, likely, you know. But I feel like Melsic will get a KO again. So I'm going with Melsic in the first round, KO or second round. By the way, I forgot to get your comment, Daniel, with the under two and a half. I'm, I'm with you on that in the first fight, but you're right. I mean, props are harder to bet. <laughs> you know, this one's interesting. Um, I like the fight. You know, I'll be honest, Marcel, I was like, you, I didn't like, I knew who Bruno Souza was because I, I do the LFA odds for Oddsbreaker. So I've wrote about him a few times, like the last fight. So I, I've, I've paid attention to him because I know he's always been a favorite. He's pretty good. I mean, I was watching his fights last night. He's, he, here's the thing. I thought he was going to be a grappler because his picture has him with a gi on, right? Like, mm -hmm. he's not a grappler. He's a striker. He's a striker. Yeah, yeah, he's not a striker. grappler. So that, yeah, he, that's a really, like, uh, <laughs> you know, that picture is a bit misleading, you know? Hey, Alex, what's going on, man? Alex Kahunin's here, guys. Yeah, he's a striker. So, he, it, like, this fight's going to be awesome. You have two strikers going at I love the matchup. Yeah. I thought it was a ground guy, Marcel. I swear to God. Like, because all those pictures of him wearing the gi, and even after the fights, he puts the gi on. But anyways, the guy's good. He's a good striker. I mean, he's, he is dangerous. But I don't know, man. I mean, the last couple of fights were pretty competitive against guys that aren't in the UFC, like Garcia and Johns. Probably lost the Johns fight, to be honest with you. That's Miles Johns' brother, Aliyah Johns. This fight with Guilherme Santos. I don't know if you saw this fight, but he was on the ground getting beat up. And his glove ripped, and the referee, Kerry Hatley, stopped the fight 
and they spent about five minutes fixing his glove and then put them back in and the other guy's momentum is gone and, and he ends up losing the fight the other guy that was really weird that's one of the weirdest things mm -hmm. i've ever seen like if a guy gets if he has an equipment malfunction usually it's a really quick thing like they'll cut the tape i've never seen a guy spend like five minutes fixing a glove and i was surprised they did that. i almost thought it'd be like a tko mal equipment malfunction you know what i mean marcel like that's a little yeah. surprising to me so watch his fights guys you decide for yourself the kirk fight was very close I'm not sure if he really deserved to win it that's the point like this guy's winning split decisions he's not really destroying guys whereas melvick's crushing dudes he's destroying them um and i like i was a little bit off of this guy after the bazooka fight I wasn't super impressed by that fight marcel honestly but against anglin a guy who i think is a good prospect he looked amazing in that fight and you know i thought he was going to destroy laramie to be honest with you like i like tj but i thought he would have win that fight for sure i like him in this fight especially on short notice for Susan. so my 300 is fine I, I i think that that's fair he should win the fight. Bruno Silva is a good fighter. He's a good striker. He can win fights in the UFC. I don't think he wins this fight on short notice. I'm going with Melsic, Marcel. What do you think? Knockout or decision, Marcel? Because uh, has never been knocked out. So I'm going with knockout, man. I'm going with knockout. If there's going to be someone that knocks him out, it's probably Melsic, right? These guys are both good mm -hmm. prospects. I like this matchup. I just think Melsic's a little bit better, to be honest with you, at this point. So we'll see what happens. But Bruno does have a little bit more experience in, in MMA as well. So it's an interesting fight, Marcel. I'll say that. All right. Next fight. Uh, or there's some comments here. Glenn says only two fights went past the A6 sentence for Melsic. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I, I picked against the last fight because I didn't trust his cardio, but it looked fine to me against Anglin. And to be honest with you, it looked fine against Bazooka too. So not really a guy that just because he had those uh, early, early quick finishes is doesn't have a gas tank. I think he does have, you know, somewhat of a gas. It's not the best gas tank, but it's not bad. Um, mm -hmm. Daniel says, I want to train strike with Melsic and Manon Fioro. No, you don't, Daniel. You're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's, go to, <laughs> let's go to the next fight here. Uh, you broke this fight too, Marcel. Look at Mr. Marcel, man. Look at this guy. Independent journalist breaking all this news. You're the man, Marcel. John uh, John Allen, not John Volante. John Allen against Dustin Jacoby. <laughs> That's the next fight. Um, this fight, Marcel, uh, right now, take on short notice for uh, Jacoby, but he is a big favorite. Minus 340. And the comeback and drawdown plus two eighty. So despite taking the fight on five days' notice, a huge favorite here, uh, Dustin Jacoby. I think he is. Yeah, he's the second biggest favorite in the card behind Ian Gary right now, which is kind of crazy in a way. But I kind of understand it too. What do you think, Marcel, about the fight? I understand it as well, man. I think Jacoby has been looking really good since his return to the UFC. You know, um, I, I, he won against Ladet. You know, in his in his comeback fight in the UFC after winning the Contender Series, the Grishin fight. You know, we talk about that one. I still think Grishin did more than he did, but I don't have any problems with it. I think it was a close fight. Um, the Kutilaba won the split the of the split draw. And then uh, he, he knocked out Stewart in the first round, standing TKO. So, I mean, Jacoby has been looking good. If you look at John Allen, not really, you know. John Allen uh, got signed off the uh, got signed after losing on the Dana White Contender Series against Vinicius Moreira. And Moreira is likely <laughs> no disrespect. Sorry, that guy is really bad. No offense. Yeah. That guy must have been one of the worst heavyweights ever. Like, I think he mm -hmm. went 0-4 with four knockout losses, right? He was really bad. Crazy, yeah. 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 So uh, John Allen, I think he won his debut against Mike Rodriguez, but it could overturn in a no contest. Uh, then he got suspended, lost to Roman Dolice, split decision. So for 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 John Allen, it's really he needs to win this fight, you know. And I kind of feel like he he's getting a tougher fight with Jacoby instead of Kamur. You know, I don't think Kamur is bad, but I think Jacoby is is more tougher fight for him. Um, yeah, I'm taking Dustin Jacoby, man, here. I think Jacoby can also put him away. So um, I, I would say TKO in the second round, man, for Dustin Jacoby here. 
I feel the same way about you, man. Because I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I'm like, I, I got to see what the odds are going to be. And they came out and they were so heavy. And I'm like thinking for a second, like, is there value in the dog? And there really isn't because I don't think he's going to win the fight, guys. You know, John Allen is a decent grappler. And, and I just think with Jacoby's improvements with the takedown defense, Marcel, he'll keep the fights getting and just destroy him on the feet. Like, he's on a nice win streak right now. He's been looking good. Well, the key to a fight was a draw. But the fact he, like, look at that. Look at Ian just did to Devin Clark. And this guy went toe to toe with him for 15 minutes. Um, I will say this though about Dustin. Uh, don't want to name names, but another journalist um, told me that he won't do interviews with uh, this journalist because this journalist picked against him in the Yaim Kutalaba fight. That is the softest thing I've ever heard in my life, to be honest with you, for a fighter to say. So because he picked against him, he won't do an interview with him. I'm not going to say who, who it said was. that. Ja Jacoby. Yeah, Jacoby won't interview with the guy because he he because um, he. He said he was going to lose the fight to Yohan Kutalaba. That's a really stupid reason not to be interviewed by, by someone, but that's his choice. Okay. Um, but I still think he wins the fight. You know what I mean? You got to put that kind of stuff aside if you're a fighter, though, I think, Marcel. You know what I mean? You got to like, just listen, have thicker skin fighters, that. Fighters got to understand that we are not picking who we're liking. We're picking who we're thinking is going to win, you know? It's just I a fight. I know. I, like, I, know. You know? It's, it's I don't not, either. It's not any disrespect at all, you know? I know. I agree. I agree. I mean, I guess the fact it was a draw, maybe that that's why he's pissed. And, you know, people count him out. But I didn't think he'd win that fight either. To be fair, so actually, no. I think I, I did. Think, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I think matter. I, um, him in the fight. I might have too. Now that I think about it, but it doesn't matter. The point is, like, I like this guy, but that's a very soft reason not to do an interview with someone. Don't you think, Marcel? Like, come on, that's that's lame. Um, we have a job to do, guys. You know, part of our job is to predict fights. That, that is, this wasn't me again. This is someone else. Um, go to the next fight, John Volante against Chris Barnett, Marcel. And uh, sorry, did I, did I give my pick for Jacoby? I, I did, right? I like Jacoby in that fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you said Jacoby. Uh, I think, I, I, yeah, I think he finishes them too. That's what I was going to say. Um, so we got John Volante and Chris Barnett, Marcel. Battle with probably, uh, I mean, you got to think these are the lowest two ranked heavyweights in the roster right now. It's a pick of minus 110 each, Marcel. So really, no one has any idea what's going to happen in this fight, and I don't either. I'll be completely honest with you. This fight is a really true coin flip. This is like the definition of a pick-up fight to me. This is you flip a coin, and that's who wins. Um, give me your thoughts on this one, Marcel. I, I guess the slightest of slight leans ever. But what do you think? <laughs> yeah. By the way, your camera is super blurry, man. I don't know if it's it's me, but oh, is it? Uh, yeah, man. I, also on YouTube. Um, I apologize, yeah, guys. I'm uh, picking Chris Barnett because I'm definitely not picking John Villante here, man. I'm sorry. I mean, John Villante, don't call me Sam Alvey. It's like, it's pretty much the same thing, you know. I haven't seen him fought, fought well in, in for, for years, you know. And then he's going to heavyweight, which I don't think is a good idea to at all. Uh, fighting Chris Barnett. Yeah, Chris Barnett lost to Ben Rothwell last time out in his UFC debut. was a short notice fight. Um, now he has more preparation. I mean... That this can be either a quick finish or this can be a very annoying 15 minutes of guys who are ga gassed after one and a half minute, you know, or after two minutes. So um, I'm taking Barnett here. Not sure at all, but I'm just not going for Vilante, even not in New York. Glenn says that uh, the two agrees are so bad they should be in the traditional main card slot. <laughs> That's the, the Marcel, they call it the Marcel special. Mm -hmm. Um, I I actually I actually have the same lean as you in this fight. I'm going with Chris Barnett, but it's a very slight lean. I don't like I don't trust this guy really at all, Marcel. I don't think he's a great fighter. Um, I just I just have to fade John Vellante. I don't like him at all anymore as, as a UFC fighter. Really, he should be on like a five fight losing skid, if not like an eight fight losing skid, Marcel, because he's got a few split decisions that he probably didn't deserve in there. 
He's been getting finished the last couple of fights. He just kind of become a punching bag, and, and just I, it looks like he's showing up for a, for a paycheck in this fight, Marcel. It is in his home uh, state, I guess, in New mm-hmm. York, so it's close to home. You know, if it goes the distance, you never know what the judges, which is something we'll talk about with Ally Quinton in a few minutes, because something we don't have to consider really much because the fights are all at the apex. It's there's no um, crowds and stuff. Now there's a crowd. Now you have fans cheering for a guy when he does something, right? So that does affect the judging. But I don't, I don't think it probably goes the distance, Marcel. I think Gar- Barnett probably finishes him with strikes. But do you really want to lay money on Chris Barnett? I don't think so. I don't think I can no. do it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think I could put money on this dude. Daniel says, John's connected with Dan. He took his career – if he took his career seriously, he get trained PI. I mean, the guy's always – he showed up sort of shape in his last fight. It was – like, the last couple fights, Marcel. Moved up to heavyweight. He should be fighting – actually, I was disappointed this fight wasn't a light heavyweight. I'll be honest with you. I really thought it would be a light heavyweight. We got Theodore here. Hey, how's it going, man? He says Wonderboy now says he's fighting December 18th. Who do you think you guys are fighting? Who do you think uh, he's fighting? It's not going to be Kamzat because Dana says they're going to do Kamzat and Nate Diaz now. Like that's the plan. I, I think it's going to be either Bilal Muhammad or Neil Magny. Um, what do you think, Barcel? Neil Magny is supposed to fight on December 18th, right? But he was supposed to fight. That, that's the fight. So, then that makes sense, yeah. right? That makes sense. They were supposed yeah, to fight D-Rod. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay, that would have been a nice fight. That would have been a nice one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Rodriguez. I think that would make sense then. You know, Magny's a veteran. What do you think about They kicked D-Rod out of the rankings, man. It's like... You're uh, joking. Are you kidding me? No. That's no, a, no, why? They, why? So they kicked him out and they kept Salikov in at 15, but they kicked him out and they put Chimaev at 10. But why you keep Salikov in? <laughs> that's weird. That's, Salikov was 15 and he was 14. They took out 14. That yeah. makes no sense. All right. Let's go to the next fight here. Jordy Williams gets... Ian Gary, I want to hear your thoughts on this fight, Marcel. We have the biggest fan in the card, Ian, the future Gary, minus 360. Uh, Jordan Williams is plus 300. Who do you think is going, uh, Marcel? Uh, Ian Gary or Jordan Williams? Yeah, man, Ian Gary is like the super talent of Cage Warriors, you know, the Irish guy. Um, looked really good in almost all of his fights, which I saw. Uh, in this last fight against Jack Grant, uh, he won that fight, but didn't look as spectacular on all of his other fights. But there was a problem with his old camp not being in his corner anymore because there are some problems with his old camp and his management right now. He also switched or whatever. So uh, now he's he's uh, maybe he's clear-headed now. And uh, he's a really good fighter, man, I think. He has, he has some good wins in cage warriors against uh, former UFC fighter Rustin Ackman and against Mateus Figlak as well. Um, I mean, Jordan Williams... Yeah, was very impressive against Gregory Rodriguez in the Contender Series, that fight where he knocked him mm-hmm. out. But after that... Uh, what, let, me, let, me bring that let me say that for a sec. Ever saw Gregory, that was like only a year ago. Isn't that crazy? That was only a year ago? Yeah. And these guys' careers yeah. have went completely different ways? Crazy, yeah. Right? It's absolutely crazy for sure, man. Because like Gregory Rodriguez have been like this and Jordan Williams has been like down, you know, L- losing to Imavov, I think w- was kind of a close fight, but he lost. And the Mickey Gall fight was very bad, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I think Ian Gary wins here, man. I mean, it's it's not a surprise. I pick him, I think. It's like, it's like you said, he's the biggest favorite on the card. Um, I think Gary wins here. And I think Gary can probably, I, I see honestly, maybe a TKO via, via ground and pound or either via submission. He, he has lots of options to win this fight, I think. I think Jordan Williams liked the guy, man, but I don't think he's going to win this one, man. I would be really surprised. would be a big win for him if he wins this one. Either it's against a debut guy or not. All right, so my thoughts on this one are, I didn't know a lot about Ian other than there's a lot of hype behind him right now. So his fights are on Fight Pass, obviously. You guys can watch those fights. Um they are pretty impressive for sure. He's undefeated as a pro. He's only 23. Um, 
He's dating Cage Warriors uh, commentator Layla Anna Lee. This guy's winning life right now, guys. He is. He's in Sanford MMA. He's in Florida. He's training for his UFC debut. This guy's doing really well. And he's confident in his abilities, which I like, Barcelona fighter. He's very confident in himself. I was impressed by his fights, man. I'll tell you why. Because he can mix it up. He can do everything. He can take you to the ground. He can keep you standing, everything. And also, he throws these nasty calf kicks. And he's been doing it for the last couple of years. He's nasty with his calf kicks. Look for that in this fight. I will say this, though, Marcel. I will say this. You know, he gets his striking defense isn't great. And he's been caught a lot in the feet with punches. So I do think that, I hate to say it, but Jordan Williams does have a little power. So there's that outside chance of a puncher's chance here. I don't see it happening. I mean, after Williams last fight with Gal, I'm not picking this guy. I, I'm like with I'm with you, Daniel. I agree completely. I do think that 170. This is not a good division for this guy because I just think the weight cut sucks a lot out of him. And I, I watched the interview with John and Cole this week, and he talked about his weight cut. He doesn't think that's what impacted it. He thinks that his chin was basically. He said Mickey landed a great punch and finished him, and with the choke, he took no. He took all. He gave all one all the credit and said has nothing to do with the weight cut. But I kind of disagree, Marcel. I do think that it suck something out of this guy um he didn't look as durable as he did as he was in those other fights for instance against kermagomedov where it was kind of a war or even rodriguez he does have power though guys so don't completely write him off and here's the thing with ufc there's been a lot of big favorites uh like the biggest favorite in the card has lost a lot of times this year so just because he's the biggest favorite like you mentioned marcel doesn't mean he'll necessarily win for sure at the same time though the kid's talented the ufc's setting up with a fight that he should win i think he will but i'm just saying there's an outside chance of a puncher of a punch landing on this guy because he does have some power, Jordan Williams. And uh, Ian Gary, as good as he is, guys, you watch his fights yourself. You can, you can, you know, tell me what you think. The striking defense leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. But the rest of his game, offensively, with the grappling, he's very well-rounded, very, very good. I like the kid, so he's, he should win the fight. Get these comments. Joe McKenna, hey, Joe, what's up, man? Adam Marcel, you all are great, man. Thanks, I appreciate that, buddy. And we're looking forward to contender series. We'll talk about that later. Um, I know. I like this, you know, the Sanford guys have been kind of up and down, but I, I do think this is a good move for Ian, though, because I, what, what gym was he even at before? Somewhere in Dublin? Like, was he trained with Connor? I'm not even sure where he was, to be honest with you. So wherever he was, to Sanford, that's a big improvement, Marcel. I think that's fair to say. He, he, that's, that's the thing. Ian was training at, I don't know what gym, but he lost his coaching staff after he, uh, he had an issue with them. And he went to a new management, and his management is actually his girlfriend as well. So, you know, um, there he was managed him too. Yeah. So that's that's oh, where the okay. issue was, and there was there's a, been a huge story on that in the in the in the European scene in Ireland. About I didn't know it. that. So, so there you go. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The kid, the kid's good. I mean, he says he's going to be the next mm -hmm. Conor McGregor. I hate when people say that because I don't think anyone's going to be the next Conor McGregor. That's... And I also hate it because why don't you want to be the next Ian Gary instead? Why do you have to be the next Conor? You know what I mean, Marcel? Why think, don't you be the next yeah, Ian? The thing is, I think people lay that in his mouth because he's from Ireland and he's from Cage Warriors as well. That's so, true. That's do you true. think you're going to be the next Conor McGregor? He's like, yeah, for sure, man. I'm going, I'm going to try you're to right. win the belt. You know what I mean? So you're right. uh, it's like that. You're right. Okay, you guys are talking about this fight. Let's go into it. Uh, Nazar being Imavov against Edmund Shavazi. Interesting fight. Right now, close odds, Marcel. We got minus 115 for Nazar being Imavov, minus 105 for Edmund Shavazi. So this is one of the closest uh, fights in the card to call. What do you think should happen in this one? Such a difficult one, man. I think you know, um, Atman. We, we gotta be honest, man. I really like Atman, but he has a problem. He has a problem with his gas tank. You know what I mean? Uh, his first round is amazing all the time, and then he's gases, and then he he's losing rounds, and he's getting finished as well. So, uh, Imavov, Imavov has looked great so far, in my opinion. Uh, only lost against Haas in a very close fight. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of hurts for me to say because I really like Adnan, but I think Imavov is going to win the fight, man. I think Imavov, uh, uh, I don't even know if he needs to survive the first round because I think he can do damage in the first round as well. But definitely the rounds after, I mean, you can't pick Adnan in the second or third round or a decision. You only can pick him pretty much in the first round. You know what I mean? So mm. if he didn't uh, improve his cardio, I pick Imavov, man. I'm not taking Imavov via decision. It's hard to believe he improves cardio in this short amount of time because the Jack Hermanson fight was really not that long ago. You know what I mean? Like that's something mm -hmm. that takes a while to, to improve, I think. Not in uh, it was May, so like six, not even six months really. Um, comment from Glenn, which I agree with. He says, main event to number nine on the fight card in two fights, big fall for Shabazz. And to be fair, it is a pay-per-view, but I, I'm with you, man. It's a guy that last year, Marcel, if he beat Brunson, he might have gotten the title shot. He might have been fast-tracked to the title. At this point, Marcel, he loses this fight it's possible he gets released. It's possible. I'm not saying he will. They might give him more chance. I know Dana White likes this kid, and I like him too. He's a good fighter, man. I really do like uh, Edmund, obviously, but I just see so many holes in his game now. You know, it's just, at this point, it's really hard for me to pick him, especially against a guy like Nazardine Marcel, who I think is one of the most underrated guys in this division. Like me, I mean, I've been on him for a while, and so have you, Marcel. We both liked him against Heinish, I want to say. Um, I liked him, you know, even against Hawes. I mean, that fight was super close. He beat Williams. He has some good wins on the regional scene. I like this guy, man. He's a good fighter, trained with the MMA factory. He's only 25, so Edmund's only 23, and he's young too, but Azri's only 25. I'm a little surprised they booked the matchup, to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised by it. And yeah, Theo, you're right. He did go to AKA. That is a good, I mean, it's a good move for him, I think. I just don't know if it's enough to get by Nazardine. I think people don't – I don't know if people realize how good Nazardine Imavov is yet, Marcel. Um, and I don't – you know, can he wrestle him early? Maybe not in the first round because Edmund's obviously got some good takedown defense in that first round. But I think you can get him down at some point. And not only that, but I, I'm with you, Marcel. I think on the feed, it's it's close. It's not like Edmund's that much better on the feed. Maybe he's got a little bit more pure power. I guess we can give him that. But Imovov's a good striker. He's a good grappler, too. I, I like the guy, man. Defensive grappling's good, too. I, every, I think he's good. I think he's one of those guys that could be a top 15 guy very soon, Marcel. I really do. So um, I think Edmund's ranked. Is he still ranked, Edmund? He is, right? Yeah, he is. He is, yeah. So if he wins, that he's going to jump and take his ranking. So yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. Edmund, the fight with Hermanson the first round was fine, and then once again, just the gas tank left him. And I don't know, Marcel, I just don't trust the guy anymore. And and to be honest with you, man, I see some quitting him too. You know, once he gets to the ground, he kind of gives up a little bit. He realizes he can't eat some trouble. I don't want to talk smack about the guy. He's only twenty three. He's a really good fighter. He's six fights in the UFC already. I like the kid. I'm just saying, like after the last two fights, I find it very, very, very hard to trust him now. You know, Marcel, just tough. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with uh, Imavov, probably decision, Marcel, but maybe outside chance of the stop. I'm thinking it's going to be a decision. All right, let's go to the next fight. Uh, this is a fight that – did you break this fight too, Phil Haas and Chris Curtis? Yeah. <laughs> did you break this fight too? <laughs> Marcel <laughs> broke half the fights on this card, and he does not work for a major MMA website. Tell me how the fuck that makes sense, guys. You tell me how that makes sense. This industry doesn't make sense to me. Let's talk about this fight, Marcel. Phil Haas and Chris Curtis. I give a shout-out to my boy Cole Shell and interview Chris Curtis. And Chris talked about how the UFC actually took his contract away briefly after the fight got canceled last month, but they gave it back to him after Sean Strickland called Nick Maynard on the phone and pleaded with him to keep keep this guy in the roster and they rebooked the fight. Chris Curtis deserves this. I'm happy for him, but I don't know if he wins the fight. The odds are pretty heavy against him, Marcel. The odds right now, uh, minus 310 for Phil Haas, plus 255 for Chris Curtis. So give me your thoughts on this one. Let's be really honest, man. Chris Curtis should have been signed three years ago after the Contender Series fight. You know? 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, now he's finally in the UFC. Don't ask how, 
He, <laughs> I mean, he got a short notice fight. Uh, then the, the, the opponent didn't accept it. They took his contract away. And like you said, Strickland had to call for it. And then he got a contract. So, I mean, is it that hard to sign this guy? He's, he's, he's fun to watch, you know. But I feel like he normally is better in a welterweight division. This is a middleweight division, right? Um, Phil Hoss, strong guy. Uh, has been pretty impressive so far in the UFC. I would impressive, I mean, that he can uh, can heavy wrestle. You know, he did that against Dawkins. He did it very well. Against Imavov, against Balcuni, knocked him out within 15, 20 seconds. It was very quick. Um, and for Horst, it's pretty much the third time trying in the UFC. The first time he's in the UFC, but he tried via the Ultimate Fighter, didn't get in. Then the Contender Series got stopped. And then the th- third time uh, it happened for him. And he's looked good so far, you know. And Chris Curtis, you know, I really like Chris Curtis, but got to be honest here, I think Hoss has an advantage here, man. I think Hoss is, uh, Hoss is stronger. Uh, Curtis won't try to keep it on the feet. Hoss will probably take him down and uh, probably grind him out. I will with Hoss' decision. That's, that's the one thing Chris told Cole. He said that he's planning going back to 170 because he only weighs 196 pounds. He's a small middleweight. I, I'm guessing Phil Hoss probably cuts from like 210-ish, you know, Marcel? To make the 185 limit. He's a very big guy, a lot of weight, a lot of muscle too. Um, you know, it's obviously giving problems with the gas tank. I, I do think that Chris Curtis again, he's he's got a puncher's chance in this fight. He does. He's on a nice win streak right now. He's on, I think, a five-fight win streak. He's been knocking a lot of guys out, and he has a ton of experience for so he's 34 fights in MMA. But again, he's in the wrong weight class, you know, and he is an older guy. Uh, I'm happy for him that he's in the, the, the UFC, but I don't like the weight class for him, Marcel. I think he should be a welterweight. The fact that the fight was rebooked uh, a month later, I'm just confused why they didn't give Phil Haas another middleweight on the roster. They couldn't have found a middleweight. Don't really agree with that. So I'm going to go with uh, Phil Haas still. I just think the size is going to be the difference here. I, I think he wrestles him, Marcel. I, I think he's one of his, I only think he'll bother standing yeah. with him. And, and, you know, what Cole said or what he told Cole was, I'm a striker learning how to wrestle, and Phil is a wrestler learning how to strike. But I feel like Phil's striking is kind of caught up to wrestling, whereas I'm not really convinced that Curse is um, – Wrestling is really caught up to the striking yet. You know, Chris is pretty durable, though. He's only been finished once, I believe, in his career by Ray Cooper, so he's extremely durable. I could see the fight going the distance, Marcel being a grinding type fight. Um, and that third round would be interesting if that happened. But uh, I still got to go with Phil Haas to win the fight. Joe says he's gonna he's going with Haas by heavy grounding pound. But it's possible. And if he gets him down, for sure. Mm-hmm. Glenn says uh, Imavov's got eight first-round wins. Could be a great first-round Edmund. It sure could be. Yeah, Theodore also wanted to point out that Imavaz is cornered by Gone. Yeah, he will. And uh, what's his name? Fernando Lopez as well. Yeah, even yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, Daniel. Like, this is a favorable matchup for Phil Haas. If he loses this fight, that's that looks really poorly on Phil Haas. I'll say that because again, Marcel, he's a huge favorite, and or he was anyways a month ago, and he's still a big favorite. But the fact he turned down the fight and was like, I need another month to prepare, and then if he loses it now, that's that's gonna look bad on him. I think he wins the fight. Now, let's talk about this one because I think this fight's interesting because this is something again we haven't had to talk about much um probably over the last two years on the podcast uh judging and fans in someone's home city home state and you're going to see that here with ally quinta and bobby green because ally quinta obviously is from new york and there's gonna be a lot of fans that are cheering for him and in what is i think going to be a fight that goes the distance for so i'm very curious to see how the judges score this one um give me your thoughts on this fight marcel bobby green's minus 175 ally quinta's plus 155 what do you think marcel Al Iaquinta super inactive. Bobby Green very active lately. You know what I mean? And uh, Bobby Green, he lost his last two fights, but they were competitive. You know, the Moises fight was competitive, and the Fizia fight was competitive yeah. as well. You know, it was, I think he won one round, the last one, but he lost the first two. But 
it was competitive, you know. And many people were like, "Oh, VCF going to destroy this dude." Very competitive, and we know Bobby Green uh, always makes it a, a, a difficult fight for everybody. You know, if you look at uh, Al Ayaquinta, his last win was against Kevin Lee, and that's three years ago already. You know, um, yeah, it's like it's one of these fights. I really, it's really fun on paper, but I really don't know how this gonna uh, gonna go. To be really honest, you know, um, Al Ayaquinta, if he still has the potential that he had before. He can still be in top 15 guy, you know, Bobby Green. I have more faith in Bobby Green, to be really honest, in this one, man. And I think Bobby Green can make it a nasty fight. Bobby Green has good cardio, can go for three rounds. Um, give me Bobby Green via decision in this one, man. I feel the exact same way. That's that's, my, that's a square pick here, I think, Bobby Green by decision. But I do think it's, that's what's going to happen. I just think he's going to be the, the more active striker in the fight and outstrike Quinta kind of. But again, Marcel, I... Got to mention, guys, we're going to have judges get involved, and it's in New York. So <laughs> uh, this could be one of those ones where Bobby Green should win, and he loses a split decision, Marcel. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, there could be a fight where everyone on Twitter scores it for Bobby Green 29-28, and the judges have it 29-28, 28-29, 29-28 for the winner by split Ally Quinter. That's what I'm worried about here. Um, and that's why I might bet on just the fight going the distance instead of Bobby Green, but I do think Green wins the fight. I, I like him. Really? I mean, he's been way, really active, and he's looked good. Go ahead. Remember that raging Al fight against uh, Masvidal? Masvidal, yeah, of course I remember that. You swear, oh, man. was awesome. I don't even think he shouldn't even won that fight to be honest. With you. Masvidal, no, no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, by the way, Theodore wanted to mention this, and we talked about this like a month ago. I want to see Marcel when the fight got booked. Uh, Imovov's yeah, getting a better fight than Haas because we think that the mat matchmakers probably looked at that fight and thought that Imovov should have won the fight or or draw maybe. Can we bet robbery? This could be the robbery uh, of the year because we don't get them anymore because of. Uh, like we don't like we do get robbers right. obviously, but not as many. This can help. You don't travel to someone's hometown as much anymore, though, Marcel. You know that's just something True. that happened with in the COVID thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This can happen with Vlad as well, like as Burnett. It could, it could if it goes the distance, and even yeah. Edgar and a few other guys. Like if the crowd's there cheering, even if they're not doing as well, and we're watching it, the crowd noise really changes stuff sometimes, Marcel. It really does. So keep that in mind. That's all I'm saying. But I do think Green wins. Um, all mm -hmm. right, let's get to uh, let's last prelim here. Alex Perea. Against Andreas Michalides. Uh, interesting fight, Marcel. It looks like the UFC is trying to give Perea a winnable fight, but Michalides does have more experience than May. Right now, the odds minus 250 Perea, plus 210 Michalides. Perea, by the way, coming off a loss in uh, kickboxing a few weeks, a few months ago, I want to say. So not that long ago, but uh, Michalides coming off a uh, win over KB Buller and didn't look too great in that fight. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, it was, by the way, a questionable loss. And also, they did deduct Alex Pereira a point in that fight. I really had the feeling that Glory wanted Fakitov to win that fight because if Pereira won and he went away, then they they, they pretty much said, yeah, who is going to be champion right now? So I kind of feel that way. Uh, Pereira, good father. He's training with Glover, you know, with Glover Teixeira, the new light heavyweight champion. Um, both were in the Netherlands to train, you know, they train together in the in the, in the Vondel Park or whatever they call it in Amsterdam. So, um, I mean, Pereira, he's good, man. Very solid striking. One of the uh, best guys that Glory had alongside with Dumbe. Um, if you look at Mikalidis, uh, Mikalidis, he had this uh, that weird debut against Bukowskas where he was like sitting, wanted to sit against the cage, and then the cage door opened and he fell through it. And the ref was like, Yeah, okay, it's over, really weird. And uh, then he got that win over KB Buller, which, uh, yeah, wasn't a really eventful fight, but he got the win. Um, 
I think it's a favorable matchup, man, for, for Pereira, to be really honest. You know, I think um, Mikalidis also likes to keep it standing. And Mikalidis is going to get knocked out if he keeps it standing against Pereira. So um, if he keeps it standing, I have Pereira first or second round KO. I'm laughing at this from for Daniel. says, if Adam picks against the Greek guy. Your Greek card is revoked allegedly. Don't tell my mom she's the Greek one here. Um, I'm picking <laughs> against the Greek guy. I, I don't trust this guy anymore because I – he should have destroyed KB Buller. That fight was really bad to watch. He didn't do much in that fight. It just didn't impress me, Marcel. And the other fight, obviously, in the UFC, had that weird knockout loss. He just doesn't seem like he's a UFC caliber fighter. He's also 33. Now, it's nice to see a Greek guy in the UFC. The, the first time I went to Greece was in 2010, and that's when I was really getting in MMA, like 11 years ago now. And I remember like trying to watch fights there, like trying to watch UFC. Like No one even really knew what it was. So it's nice to see that a guy has kind of grown up since then and, and got through it. And, you know, I think you'll see some more Greek fighters in the future. But, you know, although this guy is the first one, I, I, I don't I don't think he'll be the last. I just don't think this is going to go well for him. It looks like a fight he's going to lose, Marcel. He's been knocked out a couple times in the sport, including Bellator um, in the UFC. I just don't trust his durability against a guy like Perea. It is MMA, so if Mikolaitis, if he's smart, he would go for takedowns, Marcel. I'll say that. Uh, if he wants to wrestle, that's the way to win. I don't think he'll win on the feet. I got to go with uh, Perea. You know, it's the guy who knocked out Izzy. I mean, the guy's a beast. And I think he knocks him out, Marcel, to be honest with you. I think he's going to knock him out, too. This yeah. is a showcase fight, if I if I had to say. Yeah, Perea inside the distance is plus 100. But I think that's what wins here. Here's the thing, though. Glenn's right. Glenn's right. Perea's only got the one MMA fight in the last five years. You know, he's been. I talked to his manager, Matthias. He told me he's been training jiu-jitsu. I, I don't know what belt he's at now, but he's been training it. You know, it's just... Just because you're training it doesn't mean it's going to translate in the cage. we got to see him in the cage. Clarissa Shields said she's been training her grappling. You saw how that turned out. But at least this guy does have three fights in his career before this, right? So, The thing is, Mikalidis is also not a heavy grappler, you know? So Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a favorable matchup. It is. Yeah. It is. But again, if he, he is training with uh, MMA Masters, Mikalidis. He's training yeah. with Colby and those guys. So maybe he's going to come in with a grappling game plan. I just Even if he does, though, I, I, I feel like it might be harder to get this guy down than... than than other people just be, I don't know I just think this guy might have some good fast tips we'll see though Daniel says uh Andre thought the Majestic's fight was WWE cage match tried to escape no the, the uh the the referee the referee that opened the inspector that opened it screwed him in that fight let's be honest he got kind of screwed in that fight he should at least went to the second round Carlos saying it Brazilian yeah all right let's go to the next fight Marcel go to the main card actually Marcel there we go we've got five fights in the main card guys pay-per-view card first fight on the main card Marlon Vera against Frankie Edgar should have been uh, Sean O'Malley against Frankie Edgar, but Sean O'Malley didn't want to fight New York, so you got Marlon Vera, the guy who knocked him out. Well, you, you saw what happened that fight with the ankle injury and everything. But uh, comes in here, takes the spot, Marcel. So great opportunity for Marlon Vera, Marcel. Open up a pay against Frankie Edgar, and Frankie's uh, basically his home state. He's New Jersey, but it's, it's in New York. Uh, Oz, minus 175, Marlon Vera, plus 155, Frankie Edgar. Give me your thoughts on this one. You really know I love Frankie Edgar, but he should have been 0-4 in his last four fights, to be really honest, in my opinion. You know, and he has looked yes. yeah, and he is kind of looking like he's on uh he is uh, how do you say that? The um decline downside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's declining, in my opinion. He's getting knocked out, you know, which he didn't get before. He, he lost decisions, but not like this. Uh Marlon Vera, the thing is with Marlon Vera, uh he can be really inconsistent sometimes as well. You know what I mean? If you look at he, he looked great against Davy Grant. Before that, Jose Aldo he started well, but he, he lost his last two rounds. Um the Sean O'Malley one was a good one. And before that, the Song Yadong, I think he won that fight, in my opinion, but he lost officially. Um ask me this oh. fight three or four years ago. I'm going with Frankie Edgar. Ask me this fight today. I'm going with Chito Vera. Unanimous decision for uh, Marlon Chito Vera on this one. You know, it's crazy because 
me and you always have like different picks today we've agreed a lot and this is another one i think we agree on too marcel i i kind of go i gotta go with uh, marlon too frankie's 40 you know and at, at some point he's going to start declining i think he already has marcel coming off the the, the losses um you got you know brutally knocked out by san hagen the pedro Munoz fight <laughs> my scorecard showed off i watched the fight again the other night right at the end when they're doing do the announcing I, I thought it was 49 46 pedro I don't agree with Frankie winning that fight. There's no way he won that fight. He lost the chance and then got KO'd, lost the max. No shame in that. No shame in the guys he's losing. He says he's getting knocked out now, Marcel. It's not he's not even going to the decision. He's getting knocked yeah. out. That's the scary part. So a guy at 40, Rob, remember, he's at 135 now. So the durability is also questionable. Pedro Munoz, he survived that fight. But against Stan Hagen, you saw what happened with that flying knee. Farah's got some power, not a ton, but a little bit. I think you could hurt him a little bit, but the, the, here's the thing. I think if Frankie commits to the wrestling, he could make this a tough fight. But, you know, Vera's improved the wrestling and the grappling, Marcel, and I think that it's going to be enough for him to win. And by the way, another one was the Yadong and Vera fight. I thought Yadong won that fight. Or sorry, Vera won the fight, excuse me. Yeah. And when Yadong won, <laughs> they had my tweet on the, on the thing, dude. I'm like, 29-28, Marlon Vera. I was like, that's a freaking robbery. I thought that he, he won that fight. So Marlon's on a roll, guys. And, you know, he's a guy that honestly I, – I, I picked against him a lot in UFC. I've been kind of wrong in his fights, but after seeing that last fight, that war, I mean, the guy is really good. Tons of durability, good cardio. That's the thing, good cardio. One of Frankie's biggest attributes ever was his cardio and his wrestling and mm -hmm. his toughness. And Marlon kind of matches him in a lot of those areas. Again, Frankie can win this fight if he commits to the wrestling, like sure, he did against yeah. like Yair Rodriguez, for instance. But we just haven't seen that Frankie yet. When was the last actually. time we saw yeah. him do that, Marcel? When was the last time? That was the last I fight, I think. Against Jair or against Swanson, but this long it was against ago. Jair. Oh, he said Swanson. So he, actually, he didn't take him down in that fight. I'm looking at the stats right now. So the okay, last time he actually wrestled, he went 0 for 8 in that fight. 0 for 8. So Ooh, okay. yeah, that's not good. And the last that's takedown he good. landed, he did land two against Nunez. I'm looking, but you know, two for eight and against Max, one for 15. I mean, these guys are good defensive grapplers. Let's be fair here, but I just think Marlins. You know, his takedown even it's not great, but it's 69. percent It's not bad either, and it's improving. It's improving. I think Marlon wins the fight by decision too, Marcel. Frankie's tough, got a lot of heart, but you know, at 40 years old, the chin could be going. They get these comments. Dawson, hey Dawson, tender for main card of the year? I think so too. Joe says the main card's amazing. I agree, Joe. Is this where we see Frankie head off in the sunrise? It's possible if he gets knocked out again, maybe. But Frankie's one of those guys that he'll stick around as long as he wants to fight. The UFC will give him a fight. It's kind of like BJ Penn. They kept it around forever. Um, for instance, Marcel, because he's a legend and they, the UFC loves him. Hey, Matthew, how's it going, man? He says, I found your channel a week or two ago. I've become a fan of the show. Keep up the great work. Hey, man, look at that. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Awesome. There you go. Glenn says, three of Edgar's last four losses coming first round might take a point. It's possible. It's possible. You know, Mary doesn't have a ton of power, but he can, like, put it together. He can just keep going at him or sell lots of volume and just, you know. Anyways, Daniel says, Frankie's a better fighter, but they're catching him at the right time. Um Vera was in the fight with Aldo until that third round. He was. He was. And then Aldo backpacked him in the third round. That's the scary part, right? If that happens here. Um, Matt also says he'd like to see Colby going to shake up the division. It would. I think they would go to the trilogy, like you said, though. All right. Mm. Next fight. This is a great fight. This could be, you know, actually, uh, this, I'm leaning towards this as being fight of the night. Shane Burgers and Billy Quarantillo, Marcel. That's you too, eh? There we go. So, yeah, sure. interesting. I love this fight. I do think just the way they match up, this is going to be a very, very, very exciting fight. So, we have Shane Burgos minus 185, plus 160 on Billy Q. What do you think? Shane Burgos, never in a boring fight. Billy Quarantillo, never in a boring fight. Um, you know, Shane, uh, he lost his last two. 
all two were competitive, both two were competitive, man. The Emmett fight, the first two rounds, uh, could have gone either way, in my opinion. Second, third round, he got knocked down twice, and I think one judge gave it 10 8, which is, is reasonable, I think. Um, this the last fight against Barbosa, I think, I think I had a 1 1 or 2 2 0 for Barbosa was close. Uh, third round, Barboza clipped him with something, and they had that weird delayed knockout, you know, remember? And I talked with Shane about it, and he was like, I could, I 100% remember what happened at that moment, you know? But I couldn't move anything. I couldn't move my arms, couldn't move my legs, nothing. Completely done. And they, they checked him, nothing was wrong, so good for him, you know? Now he's coming back. He's always in good fights, you know? We all know that. Before that, he had a three-fight winning streak against Americani Swanson and against Hollabaugh. Uh, Billy Carantillo um, had that uh, had that had that uh, win against Jacob Kilburn, where he completely destroyed him. Remember that his debut in Washington uh, over I think two years ago now almost. Um, then a win over Car over Carlisle, a win over Nelson. Got a, a, a kind of a bad loss against Gavin Tucker, man. Unanimous decision where he got dominated pretty much in the whole fight, which I didn't expect it to happen at that moment. And uh, he looked good against Benitez again. So the thing is, uh, for me, it's like, I think it's a close fight, but apparently I think Shane will put, put through and maybe gets a late finish in the third round, if not a decision win for Burgos here. But it will be competitive, for sure. It's a competitive fight, for sure. This is a tough one, guys. This one's really tough, in my opinion. Um, also, i got to give a shout to uh, John, uh, John Coe, uh, the All-Star. He interviewed both guys. Great interview with Shane. Great interview with Shane Burgos. Shane's a, he's a, he's a fan of the sport, just like us. It was cool seeing those guys talk about fights. Also, my boy uh, Cole interviewed Billy Quarantillo too. So check out that. I want to plug those guys, man. Those guys are my friends. I want to plug them here. I love the fight. I think it's gonna be fight of the night. It's just a tough one to call for me, Marcel, because Shane Burgos does have his advantages, like physically. You know, he's longer. He's a um, little bit taller. A um, little bit more experience in the UFC. Probably, you know, more volume too. I would say, but he takes so much damage, man. He's been knocked down three times in his last two fights. Coming off a, a really weird knockout loss, anytime a guy gets knocked out like that, it makes you really just question him, you know, a little bit, Marcel. I know he said he's fine and everything, but this guy's been dropped a lot in his fights, guys. Calvin Cater, Kurt Hallbar dropped before he armbarred him. I don't know, man. This this scares me. And Billy Cornell, he got dropped in his last fight too. That's the thing, right? I gave him the third round, but first round looked amazing. I think Billy Cornell is really underrated, man. He's looked really good in the UFC and contender series. He looked amazing as Campbell or Kirk. That win looks a lot better now, doesn't it, Marcel? Mm -hmm. Kirk's in the UFC. It does. The Coburn fight dominated him on the ground. That's the thing. He's more well-rounded than Shane Burgos, too. He's the better grappler, too. Burgos is just a striker. You know? I don't agree with Billy's, you on that, Billy's, by the way. Pardon? Sorry? I don't agree with you on that. Yeah, you know, I, sorry. He's I just a striker. I, I apologize. Burgos has good submissions, but I don't see him as a wrestler, Marcel. You know, I don't see him no, as a wrestler No, true. That, that, that I agree with that. Yeah. You know, but you're right. The Gavin Tucker fight, he definitely got exposed a little bit with the grappling and even the Spike Carlisle fight. So it's not like he's an amazing grappler, I, but I would give him a slight advantage, honestly, in my opinion. This is a tough fight to call, but for me, the one thing that I'm looking at is the amount of damage that, that uh, Shane Burgos has taken in, in his career, and especially the last few fights. I don't know if I can pick him here, Marcel. He just he takes way too much damage for me. Tough one to call, guys, honestly. But I'm looking at Quarantillo as an underdog here. There's not a lot of underdogs I like in this car, but he is a guy at plus 160 I think could win. So I'm looking at him to possibly even finish Shane Burgos. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to say. And Burgos is really good, too. Um, I This is the hardest fight in the car. For me, this is the hardest fight in the uh, card to call. I know that you guys kind of like Burgos here. Joe likes Burgos as well. Totally understand it. I mean, I was leaning that way, but I stayed up till like 2 in the morning last night. I was watching fights on Fight Pass, and I was watching his fight again with Barbosa and Emmett. And he just he keeps his hands in his waist, Marcel. I hate that, man, you know? 
it's just it's not a good way to fight. It doesn't give you a long um, career. So love the guy, always, great fighter. But I'm just worried about the striking defense and the chance. Go ahead, sorry, sir. Yeah, you always say like I want to roll with the punches. You know what I mean. But the thing yeah. is, if you don't roll correctly, you get hit. You know what I mean. So, yeah, rolling with punches yeah. one thing, but he's taking them right flush in the chin. You know what I mean. Like he's getting dropped, guys, in a lot of his fights. I don't want to say anything bad about Shane. I love the guy. He's a great fighter. It's mm -hmm. a hard fight to pick, but I'm just looking at that one thing, the durability. And to me, it's very questionable. And one thing Billy did mention in, in his interviews was he believes that Shane Burroughs is a breakable guy. And I think he kind of, I th think he's right. I actually think he's right. So tough fight to call. But again, guys, I don't like a ton of dogs. This is one that I think could win. Hey, CM Hawk, how's it going, man? Yeah, I know the uh, the daylight saving time. Next week, it's going to change for me too. So <laughs> <laughs> Glenn says four of Burroughs' last eight and three of Cordillo's last six and then round three. Yeah, that, that could happen too. That definitely is possible. Um, CM Hawk, oh, by the way, we, we did mention this earlier, CM Hawk. Um, but, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the fight with Kamzat and Nate. I don't really like the matchup. I'd rather see – I talked about this yesterday. I like Kamzat versus Gilbert Burns. I like Nate versus, you know, Tony Ferguson or, or Connor next year or someone like that, Marcel. Even Vicente Luque, who's been calling him out. Vicente's got a nice win streak. It's so disrespectful he doesn't get the fight and then they just give Kamzat the fight, Connor, in my opinion. I love Kamzat. I just don't understand the fight. Basically, all it is is – you know, it's the last fight Nate's deal, and the UFC's trying to send him off with the loss. That's what it is. They're going to send him off to free yeah, the, the loss. Trying to give Chimaev Diaz on his resume. That's, that's absolutely. That's all it is. No, it's true, Daniel. I mean, I, I want like it's true. If you watch Chain's fight, you've seen him. Keeps his hands really low, and it, honestly, at this level, it's not the greatest thing in the world. You know, against a guy like Kurt Hallball, you could still win a fight like that because you have other skills. But against a guy like you know Barbosa or even Cornell, who's really underrated, Marcel, in my opinion, Cornell is a good fighter, man. He's a he guy that should have been, sure. been in the UFC years ago, I think, a few years ago. I know he had the ultimate fighter, didn't look great, but he's mm -hmm. back. All right, let's get to the last three fights here, guys. Michael Chandler versus Jesse Gaethje. This could also be fight of the night, but I don't know because I feel like it might end quickly. Um, yeah. Justin Gaethje minus 220, Michael Chandler plus 180. I'll just I'll start with my breakdown here. I love both guys. You know, they're both great fighters. I've been watching them forever. Um, Michael Chandler watching ever since the fight with oh, Marcin Held, the Marcin Held fight in Bellator, and then obviously the uh, Eddie Alvarez fight. And, Watched his whole career in Justin Gaethje. Saw him once in, in World Series. I was like the, one of the first guys on in, in MMA media that was like, Justin Gaethje's going to be a UFC champion one day. I never thought it would actually happen, though. And it was amazing. Interim belt or not, he still became a champ. Love both guys. They're both amazing fighters, but both, both very flawed fighters, Marcel. You know? They're both flawed because their striking defense is very poor, I think, both guys. Especially Justin. I mean, he just stands there and gets picked apart. But he has become a little smarter on the feet in the last few fights. Michael Chandler has obviously got a lot of power. But I look at Michael Marcel and I was thinking about, I was driving home last night and I was thinking about Michael and Chandler in this fight and just the amount of times I've seen him finished, get finished, Marcel. I just, you know, the fight with uh, Charles Oliveira, which I picked him to lose by knockout and everyone said I was crazy for saying that, but it happened. Uh, the Will Brooks fight where he called the timeout, the weird timeout, the Pitbull fight where he got knocked out. Even the fight with uh, Brent Primus where he didn't get knocked out, but he, he suffered a leg injury. The guy's durability is a little bit questionable. More in my opinion, you know, I love Michael Chandler. He's a great fighter, but his durability is not amazing. And Gaethje's a little bit more durable. It's not his is not unbreakable too. We saw him get knocked out, submitted. He could be finished, but I just look at Gaethje as a guy who's just always moving forward, always throwing strikes. I think he catches Chandler and finishes him. Marcel, what do you think, man? I, I think he's going to finish him first or second round. I, I like Gaethje in this fight, guys. I, I do think he finishes Michael Chandler. What do you think? I'm just super surprised you're picking Gagey and not Chandler. Um, I 100% expect you to pick Chandler. I'm going with Gagey in the first round. Oh. I, think not so <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think I like Michael. Just, I, I, I don't yeah. pick with my heart, man. Pick with my brain. You I know, know what I mean? but I think you you were. I thought you would think that he was going to win. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, not because of Sanford, but that's just what I thought, you know. But um, 
I mean, Chandler is a good fighter, you know, can go either way. But I feel like if Gaethje lands, it can be night night, you know, and I think yeah. Gaethje will land in the first round. So, and yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm with you. Dawson says this is my fight in the Naked Tender. Ready to see Chandler come and go in the same year. No, no, no. He's not getting cut. Don't, they, the UFC loves him. <laughs> Dana White loves the guy. He's staying in the UFC for a while. Hey, Lucas, what's up, man? He says, Gaethje by leg kick stoppage. I think it's possible, too. You know, because again, Brent Primus did it, and like, that was kind of a weird injury, but you saw it happen. Mm-hmm. NCAAP, Chandler, Gasses gets finished. Ugh. Anyways, let's go to the next fight. Uh, Rose Damanunas and Weili Zhang Marcel. Rematch. We talked about this fight in April. I picked Rose. Did you pick Rose first? Oh, yeah. I could. I swayed yeah. you to picking Rose. Now I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think the fight would get played out like that. I thought it was going to be a decision. I didn't think that she'd knock her out with the first head kick. But, I mean, how could how could the line be this close now? It's it's a pick at minus 110. How is Rose not favored, guy? This seems kind of disrespectful towards you. I mean, I get the fight didn't play out. Willie's a good fighter. But Rose is a two-tied champ. Rose has beaten and fought everyone in this division. She should be a, a favorite, like minus 200 here, Marshall. I think there's big value here as a pick What do you think? Yeah, would that, would that make the odds? Dana White? I mean... Um, it's the people betting. That's the thing. It's not yeah, even know, it's not know, the odds makers. It's the people that are betting. They're keeping the line close. People don't like Rose and they bet against her. That's just a fact. It's true. Um. Yeah, I mean, man, I, I, I'm kind of clear on this one. You know, I don't think Whaley should have gotten a rematch. You know what I mean? I think it's stupid as well because if she loses now against Rose... You won't see her getting a third. Think she goes up to one twenty-five. That's the plan. I yeah. think the goal. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think she beats Shevchenko. So <laughs> I mean, it's like it's just stupid. You know, they shouldn't have done this. She should have made Carla against her Rose too, and it would have a good storyline since Rose lost the first fight against her. You know, so yeah. uh, for me here, Rose uh, submission win in the third round. I think she gets her down at a, at a certain point. I think Rose subs her instead of knocking I- her out. I think I think she wins the decision this time, guys. That's what I was thinking the first time. I think she stays in the outside, uses her movement, uses her strike, uses her jab, stays in the outside and wins. I know that Wheelie's training with um, Fight Ready and those guys, I, I believe, or MA Lab, one of the two in Arizona. Uh, I think Fight Ready, right? She's training Sakuto, yeah. right? With the wrestling. I know the Roses take down deep. It's not amazing, but even if she gets taken down, Marcel, she's nasty off her back. She could sub her off her back with an armbar. You know, she's really nasty. So, interesting fight, but I mean, Honestly, guys, like after seeing Willie get just destroyed that with the first kick landed, I don't know if I could pick her again. Like Marcel, I think that fight with Joanna took a lot of damage in career. Like it took a lot out of her, you know, going forward. Sorry, guys, making these comments. TM Hawks, uh, he's probably he's taking Chandler by a sub. What are you gonna say? Let's be real, man. Besides Willie fans, who wants to see this rematch? Let's, man? Let me let me get these comments. Let's get the comments. Joe McKenna's taking Willie, so you got a Willie there. Okay, okay. Dawson says that if if the fight Goes over the first head kick. <laughs> I have more confidence in, in Whaley. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, this really quick. Yeah, Aspinall Shamel liked the fight. Um, I, I don't know why Shamel's ranked number eight. Aspinall knocks him out probably. Uh, Rose says, yeah, Borea, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, Rose is 3 0 rematches. That's a good stat. Um, let's see here. Dawson says, can Rose stay in the championship mindset? Under pressure, you got a bad track record. I'd like to think Rose just turned the corner in her career, but we'll see what happens if the fight goes gets extended. I agree, it should have been Carla. Yeah, it should have been. We went on a twenty fight losing uh, winning streak after her last loss. That's true too. <laughs> she lost the first fight of her career, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I like I like Rose is a, he's a good grappler. I I would actually I would I mean geez, Willy did some good grappling too, man. But Rose is solid. Willie's great. Mm-hmm. I just think Rose is better. You guys know that Gillespie Chandler and Gaethje competed in NCAA uh, AA 2009 wrestling tournament. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Gillespie Chandler. 
Justin Gauguin in the first round. You know, in Canada, like wrestling is not something that we really do. So it's like, since, since I've gotten MMA, I've learned more about like collegiate wrestling, but I still know a ton about it. So whenever you guys throw those little tidbits, like, it's probably the first time I've seen it. Owen says, Rose better overall mixed play. Thank you, Owen. And what's the sport called, ding, Owen? Ding, ding, mixed ding, ding. martial arts, ding, ding. Now, I agree that, that, that you know, uh, what you're saying about the Chinese market, but it's so it's so dangerous to do this because if she loses, she gets head kicked again. Like, that's not good, you know, Marcel? So, and then, yeah, this is what the UFC is doing. They're, they're trying to hit lightning yeah. in the bottle. They, hit, they put Jing Liang against Cam, Kamayev. They thought yeah. he won. You know what I mean, Marcel? They're just trying to hit lightning in the bottle here. Go ahead. What are you saying? I mean, look at the contender series last last week, you know? Three Chinese fighters, all three lost, you know? The thing is, they are really trying to get in that Chinese market. And with Song Yadong again, you know, and he got some questionable decisions as well. I mean... I don't know, man. I mean, uh, they also yeah. probably very pissed on Carla Esparza that she beat Jan Shonan because it was another Chinese fighter they wanted to see fight for a title. So it's like, yeah. I know, I, I know. I really agree with Owen. All right, let's get to the main event, guys. Last fight on this card, and then we'll briefly talk about Contender Series and Bellator. We're getting into the hour, but we'll go over a few minutes. It's not a big deal. By the way, he said that Tim Hawk said that Jordan Burroughs won that tour, another good wrestler. Main event of UFC 268, the rematch between Colby Covington and Kamar Usman. Minus 290, plus 245. Um, you know, sad as it sounds, uh, you know, the first time I went to Vegas was two years ago to watch the first fight between these guys. That was the first time I was ever in Vegas. For have you been to Vegas, Marcel? Have you been before? No, man, no, no, nothing. Well, so, okay, it's not that sad, you know, but it's the first time I ever went and I loved it. And the one thing I remember was getting there and seeing the strip for the first time and seeing the billboards, how massive they were, and seeing Colby Covington and Usman on the billboards. I was like, holy crap, this sport's pretty big because. Think about it. I, I like basically live in my bedroom and do all my work. And I'm like, I'm a, kind of an influential guy in this sport, but that was the first time I've been there. And it was like, wow, this sport's really fucking huge. <laughs> it's a really big sport, you know? Like, I really saw it firsthand, Marcel. I loved it. So I was at the fight with, with Anita, my fiance, and we loved the fight. It was an amazing fight. Fifth round TKO. Don't agree with the stoppage, Marcel, in that first one. I think Mark Goddard stopped it early, but I still think that Usman would have won 3 2. Since then, Usman's fought three times. He's looked amazing. Colby's only fought once. That's the thing, right? Colby went to Masters, Usman went to uh, Trevor Women, two different camps, two different fighters now. But at the same time, you know, I think if you're picking Colby, you're kind of guessing he's made the improvements. Whereas Usman, we have seen the improvements in the octagon, like every single fight. He's not only just dominating guys with wrestling, he can dominate in, with the knockout power too. And I, I just think he beats Colby everywhere in this fight. I love Colby, but I can't pick him, Marcel. You know, I'm a fan of the guys a fighter, I should say. Not as a personality, not so much. I think Colby's a great fighter. I think he's really underrated. I think fans don't like him because of all the Trump MAGA stuff. But as a fighter, the guy's fucking good, man. You know? But this is a bad matchup for him, Marcel. I think Usman probably finishes it again. What do you think? Imagine, imagine Colby winning and imagine Twitter. It's after possible. That. He's not a bad <laughs> fighter. So. You know what? Okay. He, it was uh, going to be a split decision the first fight if it went another yeah. minute. It was going to be a split. Yeah, but so I bad. mean, just imagine the people going to be so pissed <laughs> off if Colby wins. You know, it's going to be so fun to to all read those those tweet tweets. Um, I mean, overall, it's really like I guess if Colby really has improved, you know, and we don't yeah. know if he has. Yeah, for sure. The thing is, Usman is kind of a safe bet here. I think you know, um, he has looked amazing in his last couple of fights, and you can say he fought Masvidal the second time, and that wasn't really necessary through. But man, he knocked him out, and how? You know, um, it's like, I think will be a great fight again. I see Usman winning in the later rounds or either via decision, you know, will be, I think it will be close again, to be really honest. I think Colby can match him, you know, definitely with, uh, with speed, he can match him with cardio. Um, 
yeah, I'm going with Usman, but man, Kobe can win this as well, man. Don't, don't say, don't not you, but just in general, people shouldn't say. No, Kobe no, can I, win I, this I think because, he can too. I, I yeah. do, I do think that the, um, I think the odds are, are fine. I think it makes sense at three to one. Like, you look at DraftKings, you play DraftKings, Colby's one of the biggest underdogs on the card. And that's kind of interesting, right? It's a different game, obviously. And people, but, you know, people if, gotta, from a pure picking perspective, I have to pick Usman, obviously. Go ahead. People got to see it. Uh, they got to do like, look at the fight, fighting skill and look at the personality, you know? And you don't mix that up, you know? Because many people are like, yep. no, I don't like Colby, I don't pick him. Look at how he fights. He fights. I know, like, I, I had this thing yesterday. Yeah. Where I put out that a tweet saying like he hadn't he's never won a performance in light bonus. He's won eleven fights in the UFC and half his wins are by finish, actually, which surprised me. I looked back at his record and people were like, Why would he win a bonus? He's a boring fighter. It's like, guys, he's just he's been destroying guys for the most part of his career. You thought he would have won at least one bonus by now. You think Marcel? Like I was a little surprised yeah. when I saw that. Whereas Gaethje's won like I think eight or nine. I mean, they didn't win fight of the night, but I'm talking about performance. Um Joe's taking Houston by knockout. Tristan, hey man, is there value in Colby plus two? I can't pick him. There might be, but I can't take it. It's just it's hard to say if he actually has improved because we haven't seen it yet. But it's possible. I mean, that camp looks pretty good in Masters, right? With uh, Maria Agapova and some other fighters, she looked improved. Broken jaw rematch. Usman might throw a knockout. Bet Colby and then cash out if he wins the first round. <laughs> That's funny. Colby's a good fighter. His last two wins are Prime William Lawler. I agree with that. Yep, I agree with that too. CM Hawks. So I gotta go with Usman here. I mean, I think it's gonna be. Somewhat competitive, Marcel, until it isn't kind of thing, if that makes sense. You know, Marcel is going to be back and forth, and then all of a sudden, Usman's going to probably hurt him. Usman's just really good. He's just really, really talented, really good. Also, one thing I noticed, um, Colby, uh, Usman has 100% takedown defense. It's never been taken down. Colby's is 75%, which is good, but not amazing. And he has been taken down by, like, Woodley took him down. RDA took him down. I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Usman mixed a takedown in here, Marcel, just to screw with him a little bit. <laughs> so it's possible. <laughs> Comic fan says Glover or Jones in a rematch. So I, that's a great question. I never thought they we'd even talk about this. I'd have to go Jones. <laughs> I and that's the other guy, Nate Landwer. Yeah, he did look improved. So I, he looked great in that fight. So I do think there's something in that gym. And obviously, like I said, Andreas Michalides is another guy um, from that gym. If Andreas and Colby win, I mean that that that'd be a pretty good night for that gym. I'll tell you that right now. So same time though, guys. I, I, we, were at, we all saw the first fight. I don't know how much has changed. You know, it's hard to say. I got to go with Houston and Marcel. All right, let's talk about contender series tonight, guys. Uh, um, we'll go through it quickly here, but we'll we'll go through it. So Marcel, uh, we'll go with the first fight here. Give me your thoughts on this one. Pull up the odds for this fight. We have uh, Jifa Zhang against Juan Puerta, and odds on this one: Puerta minus one ninety, Zhang plus one sixty five. Which pick? Puerta. I think so too, because I don't know if these uh, Chinese fighters. They have like a, I think they haven't won a fight yet. UFC. This guy does have like forty fights, but the competition is just so weak. I don't think I could pick him. Puerto should win the fight. Do you get the contract? Yeah, flyweight. Yeah, yeah. yeah they need flyweights. Jonas Bilanario against Canon Kawaii. Uh, great fight. This should be a fun fight. Minus one forty for Kawaii Valerio uh, Bellerino plus one twenty. What do you think? Yeah, I th I really like Bellarino, man. I think he's a good fighter, but the thing is, he hasn't fought for a long time. You know, 2019 was his last fight. I think he was uh, uh, he he was like training partner with Aldo as well in preparation to, for the McGregor fight back then. Um, he's a good yeah. fighter, in my opinion. Kanan is also a good fighter. I also miss all. I always misspell his name, um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm going with Bellarino here. If he lives up to his potential, he should win the fight, in my opinion. 
One Queevers. I sorry, I pick. I'm actually I'm picking Valerino actually in that fight. I'm just, I'm a slight Me dog. Too. Um, this one, Lund, Lund, yeah, Lundqui against Erickson Ferreira. What do you think of this one? The odds, uh, Ferreira minus four fifty, Qui plus three sixty. I, I think we're both picking Ferreira. Fair to say. Yeah, for sure. Going with the Brazilian here. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, someone was asking, I think it was Tristan, who was asking if I knew anything about these Canadian guys. A little bit. Uh, Johan uh, Lainez against Justin Berlinson. This is the co-main. Uh, Berlinson minus 360. Lainez uh, plus 300. I, I'm Marcel, this these odds seem a little bit crazy to me for considering this guy's never lost before. Don't you think? Like, you know, like it's not like we, we have like a, a clear path to victory to beat this guy. I kind of feel like, I mean, maybe this is the bias Canadian coming out of me, but I'm not saying that go rush to put your paycheck on the guy, but I think it's dogger pass. What do you think? Yeah, for sure, man. And I would go with Lainess, to be really honest here, man. I really like Lainess. What That's I what I'm saying. Why is this guy plus 300? Yeah. That's a little so, bit crazy. Yeah, I know, I know Berlinson is really, really popular over here in, in, in Europe, you know, and it's really high-tarted high, high uh, guy. So, But I'm going with Lainess, man. I think Lainess has, has shown and CFFC that he's really good. And uh, see, see yeah, a good, good I, promotion, I, man, with solid talent. I, you know, I, I, I think he's definitely worth a punt, guys, tonight. Uh, plus three hundred. I think that, those odds are crazy to me. What did it open at? Minus. It opened at a pick'em. It opened at a pick'em. Oh my god, Damn, that's okay. crazy. There's got to be some value there at plus three hundred. All right, last fight: Achilles Estra Madura against uh, Mahashati. I think it's harder to say this guy's name. Um, Estra Madura, the Canadian guy, minus six fifty, and Mah. Uh, has shot plus 475 uh team canada all the way in this one more so i think this guy gets a contract yeah. for sure this guy's a beast can i say it's super weird that this is the main event of this card you know um i'm definitely going with Esper Madura here uh my shot yeah, welcome to the ufc on him. he's going to yeah. be in the ufc uh, yeah, uh, my Shate is like, uh, has he a win over uh, over opponent who had a winnable record i don't think he has so i mean i'm going with no. the hell is nah, that's the thing with these you know, I don't want to label all the Chinese fighters together because there's some good ones like Li Jingmian, but a lot of these guys at Contender yeah. Series we saw the last few weeks, they have padded records. This is a fact. You look at them, they fought a bunch of scrubs. We're going to go through Belt. We're, we're, we're over five minutes, so big deal. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Glover wins the rematch against uh, Jones. And Conor Fantastic, Glover is starting to fight 205. Interesting fight, but I mean, if, yeah, Glover gets him down, he would, he would submit him. But who knows? Maybe they do that fight. They want you. They want to have a second belt. Is Michelle Madsen official? Is that that's fight's official? It's uh, MMA ideas announced it, and he said date to be a TBA. But I know it's in a, it's a pay per view in February. So yeah, that's the thing. All right, last question. I'll take from CM Hawk here. Um, what do you happen to the twenty three and O guy? Uh, last question of the territory, I should say. Uh, do you know what happened to that guy? Any the twenty three and O guy? Who, who was that? Can't remember his name either. I think he was a. I think he was a Chinese guy. I want to say it with a with, really with long name, like a really hard to pronounce name. name. Yeah, okay. yeah, I remember that guy. And like, I, I think what's his name? Uh, Brendan Fitzgerald was joking around how he'd been practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan was joking about how you've been like practicing the name and stuff. Anyways, um, talk about Belter really, really fast. Marcel, I don't. Yeah. Have, we don't have a lot of time here, for sure. So we'll just do the main card. Um, mm -hmm. Peter Quelly and Pachiki Pitbull. The odds for this fight are very disrespectful towards Peter Quelly. Plus two fifteen, minus two fifty five for Pitbull. Also, because the not only the odds are, but so are the rankings. The Belter rankings have Quelly number four and Pitbull number one, despite Quelly beating Pitbull earlier this year. That makes no sense. I understand it was a doctor stoppage, but he was still competitive in the fight. He probably would have won the fight. I think this is dogger pass too, Marcel. I'm going with Peter Quelly to win the fight and win the belt. What do you think? I'm going with Pitbull, man. I think if Pitbull doesn't get cut, he wins the fight. <laughs>
let's go to the co-main event, James Gallagher and Patchy Mix, uh, two guys that are very talented, obviously, but I got to be honest, I'm surprised about these odds, guys. Minus 380, Patchy Mix, plus 350 on James Gallagher. I'm not even a fan of this guy, Marcel, but I think there's value on James Gallagher, plus 315. What do you think? Possible, but I'm going with Patchy Mix here. I think Patchy Mix is uh, top top five, top three, maybe in Bellator. He's for sure. And he's really good, and so I'm going with Patchy Mix. Opening the main card, Daniel Weissel against Pedro Carvalho. I'm, I've got Daniel Weissel. I think Pedro Carvalho is yeah. like good. You know, it's funny. Anita's uh, Portuguese, and you think that she would like the guy, but she's like, no, this guy sucks. <laughs> like, every time he fights, she's like, don't, don't, don't bet on this guy. Like, I don't, don't put money on him. <laughs> I thought it's so funny. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I just think mm-hmm. some of those odds are a little bit crazy. All right. I think that's it for today's podcast, guys. We're, we're, we're way over now at this point. So, Marcel, let's get your man, plug yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, he, 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 he meant uh, Kassan Ashkabov. And Ashkabov is uh, this a 23 and 0 guy. Uh, the thing is, he got his fights out just too late for his actual fight. And after that, there wasn't any fights anymore or open spots anymore left on the contender series. So he either got signed later to the UFC or he has to wait a year. I don't know what's happening. I know his right. brother got signed by Bellator. Um, yeah, what's up? Big right, Marcel 24 no Twitter, Instagram, MMADNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAdamMartin. Podcast available at MMAdamMartin.com. Sorry, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all those places, guys. Apple Podcasts, I should say. All those places you can get it. Um, the new one from yesterday is up already. I already put it up. Um, you guys can also follow me on Twitter uh, at MMAdamMartin. And then I'm going to bet and see where I am. BJ Penn, Miami News, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, Bookies, All-Star, and I mean, there's a lot of places in my the man wears many hats, Marcel. But you know, love doing the podcast <laughs> with you, and I really appreciate you guys joining us today. Have a great day, guys. Good luck on your bets, and we'll talk to you guys next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time.